When I got here to Palm Springs, I plugged in everything early in the afternoon, got it all set up, and I turned on my little Shure dongle, same thing I gave to Spike for traveling, and it was... (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. And I'm in Palm Springs. The nearest Best Buy or Guitar Center is like 40 minutes away. So I drove down there not knowing what I would do. I didn't want to like buy a rig. Uh, but I got there and they had this used Jetty Blue microphone. Yeti. Yeti, excuse me. I was thinking Jedi. <laughs> yep, the Yeti Blue. That, yeah. No, the Yeti is a, is a hot rig. That's a nice microphone. People like it. I, I don't. I mean, it's a little thin sounding, but it works. And I, I pulled this back and plugged it into the computer, and then we were having all kinds of technical problems. Spike is going to join us any minute. And yes, that voice you're hearing, uh, aside from Zip, is Downtown Joe, who has not visited us in a while. How are you, my friend? Wonderful. And I got to visit you in the real world, but on the podcast, it's been a long time, at least a few months. So I'm happy to be back. I forgot that other world is the real world. Yes. <laughs> The virtual or the uh, non-virtual world. Yeah. I got to actually see you in person a couple weeks ago, which was a, was a ton of fun in Las Vegas. Yeah, Bob. Bob went at great lengths to describe uh, your situation there on Fremont. Was it Fremont Street? Was that where you were in Vegas? Yes, yes. I was in. I uh, <laughs> uh, stayed at Binion's this time, and uh, a fine place. Uh, everything in the kitchen there made from scratch i mean i don't think they're churning their own butter or anything but in general it's uh the food is amazing and it's some of the cheapest you're gonna find uh in in that part of town or any part of town so i like it it's haunted too by the way why is it haunted yeah there's there's signs on the door saying it was in this room that in the middle of the night, the dresser drawer started opening and closing on its own. And then there's another one. It's like it was in this room that there was knocking on the middle of the night. And then uh, they went to the door and there was nobody there. And those were the signs on either side of my room. My room, I felt a little, well, actually a little uh, kind of, you know, like I wasn't getting the full deal because I didn't have a sign on my door saying anything had happened in there. Sure. But the two on either side of me did. Maybe that was an invitation for you to do some ghouly, uh, you know, bloody thing in there so that you could make that room famous. I was, you know, I was thinking I was feeling a chill here and there, but it yeah. was like, oh, that's right. That's the air conditioner kicking on. It, it was, was in like... this room that Joe followed the course of that movie Hangover. <laughs> And had his yeah. two front teeth yanked out by a pliers in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. I did get some quality sleeping done in that room, except for the uh, uh, one morning. The I hear this beep, 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 and it's like, dang, that's an alarm going off. I'm not supposed to have that in Vegas. And then it would stop and go beep, 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 and it sounded like a truck backing up. And but it kept happening intermittently. So I finally look out the window, and there's a guy out there at like five in the morning on one of those lifts, you know, that goes up and down, <laughs> like replacing the letters on the neon on the oh. casino next door. It's like, <laughs> sure. why, why are you doing that at five in the morning right outside my window? Well, Come on, it's you know, it's Vegas. A lot of people aren't asleep yet. You don't want to do it at eight a.m. Then everybody's asleep. I guess I don't know. Town. All right, Zip. But, uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, to you too, and uh, Joe. Thank you, and, thank uh, you, man. We are awaiting Spike so we can begin uh, talking some topics and stories. Uh, 
I think he was on his way into Cairo, where he usually um, pops into a little small studio and then visits with us. Uh, Zip, your your week this week? My week this week? Yeah, just more of the same. You know, usual stuff, last-minute cable stuff that needs to be in way ahead of time because they shut down the traffic departments early. So it's a little hectic. Everything's cool, though. Uh, Zip uh, produces television commercials, largely for people who buy uh, spots on cable networks. And uh, so there's a lot of, like, banks and auto dealers and things like that, right? Not so much auto dealers these days, but uh, yeah, just generally, you know, quite honestly, it's mom and pop. It's not big high end. I I have a niche, as they say, a niche. A niche. So that's nice. If you have a niche, scratch it. (laughs) Well, it's probably a good time of year for those gigs. Everybody wants something holiday right now, I would guess. At least that's what I see on my TV all the time. What's your sense Absolutely. of the economies based on um, how the um, you know ads are going, how people are buying ads? I don't know. They must be whipping these. Uh, basically, I'm a freelance producer for Comcast, which is now Effect TV. They changed the name of it. I thought it was um, Xfinity Comcast Effectiveness. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> so they change uh, yeah, it. Wait a minute. Every so week. What was Xfinity? Is that different from Comcast? I, I used to do the commercials, X- and I don't even know. Yeah, Xfinity is is the uh, internet. Th- those are packages for phone and internet. Effect TV is basically just the cable aspect of Comcast. Okay. I wonder if they're going to so. spin it off. Hey, whoever bought Blockbuster, want this? <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, I, for some strange reason, especially they ride them all the time to get new business, and, and that's where I kind of come in because mm-hmm. new businesses don't have spots produced and I keep them cost effective. Yeah, uh, and uh, so that's my so deal. You're so two yeah, of the, it's been busy. You're two but, of the things you know. that uh, Joe loves the most: delicious and cheap. <laughs> that's yeah, right, Joe value. and I. We get along yeah. well. Absolutely. You bet. Absolutely. I was say, if you ever need a Santa Claus for one of them low budget uh, <laughs> commercials, you know, I yeah. can ho 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 with some of the best of them. <laughs> a Santa Claus yeah. with lots of black stubble is usually the kind you want. <laughs> well, you know, it's you get what you pay for. That's I guess right. I'm on the wrong coast too, probably. But, Delicious uh, and cheap. I would love to do more TV. I'm kind of fascinated with TV. We have a video program at our school now, and the guy teaching it is kind of like uh you know kind of like i am to radio he's been in video forever and i'm watching him and the kids and they're building the tv studio and it's uh you know radio is still my thing and audio is my love but i'm a little i gotta say being on the tv is kind of kind of a thrill till too yeah yeah May I may I take this time to say a noble effort, man. You've uh, you've branched into a great. Uh, you're a perfect uh, role model teacher, man. You really are. Seriously, I think uh, deserve a lot of credit in that department. Most people who get well, um, I... chucked out of radio don't contribute anything to society afterwards. I think that's what Zip <laughs> exactly. was going for. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I, I'm just trying to get more kids interested in radio, so I don't know if I'm contributing much either. But uh, but it's a blast, that's for sure. Oh It'll no, keep you young. Yeah, huh? it, no. It, when you say radio, though, you incorporate all forms of audio and even video podcasting. And I believe radio. If you if you think of radio as people doing programs to connect intimately with an audience. I think there's more radio, and it's healthier and better than it's ever been. 
Without question, and uh, just the spoken word storytelling in general is is really yeah. popular, and you can incorporate a lot. I got one kid who he just interviewed Dave Sims, who's the voice of the Seattle Mariners, and to interview him is a great thing. But this kid. He did it on Zoom, so he has a video, and then when he produced it, he goes, that call you made that sent the Mariners to the playoffs, that must have been one of the greatest calls. And while Dave is describing it, he has it on video. He's showing the, the replay on graphics. So Very you've got cool. the storytelling, yeah. you've got the you know the visual, you've got it all. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to limit your platforms. You just uh, kind of keep combining them together is the way it's going, I think. Well, and to that point... Isn't most radio now accompanied by a video? We were doing it in our studio. I know other local shows do the same thing. And our podcast is about to also include video. We got you on the last week that you don't need a picture of yourself, Joe. Good, because I haven't been on a diet for a while. Let me know. Uh, give me a few more weeks' notice, and I'll get in the video shape here. Uh, You're going to get in video shape for us, though? Yeah. yeah. Well, I need to. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit a milestone birthday next year, and I can't go into it uh, as the size I am. So I'm going to. So, which on that uh, milestone is it? I'll be 60 in August, so I still got a ways to go. Oh, but, yeah. Um, you, you could procrastinate oh, good food and dieting. Well, I, that's what I figure. I'll <laughs> yeah. procrastinate at least. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to think about it on Thanksgiving, that's for sure. By the way, but the I'll hotel you... <laughs> yeah, the hotel... <laughs> let's not think of it today. Um, <laughs> the hotel you stayed in, I, I tried to Google it afterwards, and I Googled bunions. Uh, which is the thing you burn off your feet if you have a bunion on your <laughs> yes, foot. Yes, you don't. That but, wouldn't be a good. That wouldn't be a lucky name for a hotel. I but apparently, think. it's a common misconception because it brought up binions as soon as I uh, googled it. It's like, no, you, you're in Vegas. You mean binions? Um, we walked around outside, and we missed you. We saw you uh, the night before at a rock show, featuring Ian Crawford, a former impaler from Spike and the Impalers. But we walked around outside, and right next to your hotel is a restaurant we once made fun of called the Heart Attack Grill. Yes, I didn't make it there, but I know that's right in that area. Lisa and I were tr wondering if you went there or not. I did not. I, uh, I, I ate a lot of good meals, but I didn't go there, and I feel <laughs> terrible I missed you guys. I was at the D watching the uh, Husky uh Oregon game and my phone wasn't working in there for ah, some reason we it was like it, yeah. I was in yeah and then it was like two hours later I see you're downtown and and I miss you but uh I didn't eat there but I ate uh, a lot of good meals I mean they got a, I don't want to just make this a big ad for Binions but yeah. they got a pastrami sandwich <laughs> Binions. For how, how much were the rooms by the way <laughs> uh cheap and no resort fee by the way either uh, it's not make it an ad for places. Binions but um <laughs> But did they they're, did they serve you free drinks when you were gambling? Uh, yeah, they did. Um, uh, and they, they you know, and and they even had some pretty good stuff. Because I, I said, oh, I'd take a Maker's Mark, and she goes, We don't have Maker's Mark, but I have Crown Royal. Would you like that? Yeah. I said, Yeah. I, I, I said, Bring me two of those, and that'll be just as good as a Maker's Mark. I Wait a minute. And so you're giving she, you free drinks, and you can ask for two. Is Spike joining us now? Are you there, Spike? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to interrupt this wonderful story. No, it's 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 magic. By it's the way, magic happening right I now. just discovered this because Lisa and I were at a casino to see um, John Fogarty, 
And someone said, oh, they serve you free drinks in Vegas. And I don't even drink. But I said, do you have non-alcoholic beer? And they said, yes, we'll bring you non-alcoholic beer. And Lisa ordered a glass of wine. And I was like, this is amazing. Just because you're sitting at a slot machine, they'll bring you a free drink. And it took 20 minutes. I was going to say, they don't bring them fast. No, they, they don't. They've got, they, they, have, they have a guy up there in a booth, and it's like, okay. All right, he's ten dollars in. Okay, he's fifteen dollars in. <laughs> okay, it's it's okay to bring him a drink now. Bring okay. him a drink. I oh, wonder. He's getting, yeah. he's, he looks like he's getting up. You better run over there and ask him if he wants another one. I mean, I think it's a, a conspiracy to keep you there. It's, now they're not looking at cheaper. every individual gambler, though. Come on. I don't think so, yeah. but but they they are pretty on top of things in mm. in those casinos. Not right. much gets by them. So you didn't go to the Heart Attack Grill. Um, Lisa and I were there, and there's a first off, it's to rec- recount it for everyone who was listening last week. It's a restaurant that focuses on how unhealthy the food is. Just the greasiest, fattest, high calorie, monstrous burgers. You can get like eight burgers piled on top of each other, and they had a sign on the front of the restaurant. I don't know if it's new or not. And it said 350 pounds or over eat free. Have you seen that sign? No, but that's something to aspire to. I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Been, it's been so long, Joe. I knew if I lobbed that at you. You're, you know what? You should, you should teach class in improv because improv is yes and. And no matter what yeah. I say to you, you you don't go, well, screw off, Bob. You go, well, that might be nice. I think I could work towards 350. <laughs> well, that place has literally killed people. I mean, they're, they've had heart attacks in there, and it's kind of a point of pride. I think they put your picture up on the wall if you, you have got. one. I mean, That's it's perfect. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. uh, it's a serious uh, serious thing. They have nurses on call in yeah, there. Well, I think, everybody, I think the, uh, everybody there is dressed in hospital garb, so all the waitresses are dressed as nurses. I don't think they're real nurses. You don't think they've been CPR trained? Or Hospitals any of that? can't find enough nurses. <laughs> I hear they fact. use the defibrillators to warm the burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's welcome Spike and could officially you, start, could, yeah, the, start this, the podcast. This is kind of cold. Could you could you get this warmed up for me? Clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Spike's here. Let's uh, let's officially uh, begin. Uh, welcome uh, myself, Bob. Zip Zipfell in Boston. I'm in uh, Palm Springs. And Spike and Joe joining us tonight from Seattle. Different parts of Seattle. How's everybody doing? Joe? All good. Yeah, Joe? I can't complain. In fact, I'm, uh, <laughs> I mean, not to put a timestamp on this thing, but I'm going to go see Arcade Fire tonight. I'm very excited. Wow. It's uh, one of my favorite bands in uh they're playing at the Climate Pledge Arena, and I've only been to one show. I saw Paul McCartney there, so uh, this time I'm actually sitting not behind the stage but in front, so I'm curious to see uh, how how that venue works and everything. So, and now tell me about the excited. Climate Pledge Arena. Is that next to the um, woke extremists uh, <laughs> arena? Are they... <laughs> Are they part of the same? I think that's the woke dome. I think that's in Boise or somewhere. That's that's either in Idaho or Arizona or something like that. Wait a minute. A whole bunch of people go into this huge venue that costs a shitload of money to heat and keep warm and put electricity (laughs) in it. And they call it the Climate Pledge Arena. Why? 
because you recycle. Jeff Bezos is evil. Yeah, yeah. They collect all the metal cans at the end of the night and build <laughs> caskets for the people they're killing <laughs> with the global warming. No, 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 Bob. They're they're actually the place is very um, energy efficient, and it's one of the most energy efficient buildings uh, of its type in the world. Hmm. They make a really a conscious effort to make sure that people can gather in these venues because they're going to gather you know, in an open burn pit like they do for the military or a nice place that recycles <laughs> the aluminum cans at the sure, end of the day. Sure. You know, okay. So why not have a nice one? I'm, I'm just teasing. Mm-hmm. And I they've know, got living good. stuff in there. they got stuff growing in there and things. I mean, to, like I think to make the air better, like plants yeah. hanging on the walls. So if there's stuff. an Armageddon, is it some kind of a, a omnisphere Biodome dome? 3. Yeah, Biodome, <laughs> save a few people. You know, that may be, that may be Jeff Bezos' plan. It's like, okay, it's an arena till I need it, then, you know, this is where I'm you living. Just get so the hell out, never, the guards outside. Yeah, I never thought of that. All right. Uh, so, uh, wow. Um, all right, I want to start with a topic that's not... Um, it's not typically something we intentionally do, but we always do it unintentionally. It's a political topic. And I want to get Joe's uh, take first because Joe's our special guest tonight. And I know, Spike, you have a lot to say about this. And uh, Zip, you'll be polite and not want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I know you care about this, too. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's a topic that's almost never come up in the media. You hardly ever hear this topic. It's Donald Trump. And um, Who? Donald Trump. Well, he he's announced his the candidacy. TV guy, the yeah. TV guy, right? The, the oh, guy yeah. from uh, that show where he used to fire people. Um, yeah, the apprehensive. Yeah, the uh, and the question I have, and I, I you know I always like to do the stuff everyone's talking about, but not talk about the same stuff everyone's talking about. It seems to me, watching media, and I'm talking about. Uh, by the way, the biggest mainstream media television station in the plant on the planet is fox it's the number one news network on the planet now so they're no longer the you know they're no longer the outsiders uh they are uh the ones who set uh, the news agenda and uh watching them and reading major newspapers like the wall street journal which is a conservative paper it appears they are um all doing what they did in 2016 which is trying to kill Trump's candidacy and make him irrelevant. Remember, I think maybe Fox didn't do that in 2016, but all this, uh, no. <laughs> all the Republican, um, all the Republicans didn't want him. You know, they fought tooth and nail until he was the nominee. And so, um, there's a whole bunch of articles out there saying, "Yeah, Trump is done. He can't be president," which is a deja vu thing you know to 2015 or so but i've been i've been watching and reading uh and it seems to me especially fox is made it has made it their mission to make it okay for people to abandon trump is there anybody who agrees or disagrees we'll start with you joe because you're the special guest I don't think he can be president, but that don't mean he can't be dictator. I mean, he can still take over if he gets enough <laughs> people behind him and riled up enough. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't. I honestly, and this is really honest, I've really distanced myself a little from politics. Then not Good. just because I'm, I'm, I'm busy, and it's in in my in my realm. You know, uh, talking about uh, politics is probably. I mean, there's so many other things uh, for my students, so we don't 
report a ton. Obviously, as the elections come, we'll, we'll report more on them. But I think, you know, Trump is uh, – he, he obviously could get elected but because he is a bit of a Houdini, but he should, in all practical purposes, be done. And, and I mean, he's uh, – you know, and I heard, I, did, I did see a headline today. They're finally going to release his income tax, or at least let Congress look at it, or something. I mean, I don't think anybody, including his own family and everybody, would say this guy's great. He, he's he's really a, he's above board. He you know he he does everything by the book. And I think the more and more comes out about him, the more that's going to be. Now, are there enough people who don't care? I guess if things get bad enough, anybody can become the leader, uh, just going off the dissatisfaction of of the masses. But once again, I will say that's a dictator. That's not a president. Hmm. I don't think he uh, is going to get elected in any kind of sane world uh, again. Um, but who's to say? Our world could get crazier and crazier in the next couple of years. As far as, and I will say this much, I'm a Democrat, always have been. Don't really, uh, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, an active one so much anymore. But um, if I were looking at, and I, there's nothing in the Democratic Party I think is going that great either. But I think having Trump insist upon being the nominee probably helps the Democrats because I think the Republicans are going to be spending a lot of time fighting about it. And, uh, you know, I... I just don't see a scenario where he gets elected in any legitimate way to be the president of the United States. But I'm not discounting crazy stuff happening uh, yeah. between now and then either. All right. uh, Zip, you're up. Uh, I think with the midterms, you know, the stench he put on, on the people he endorsed on the midterms, I think that kind of cooked his goose somewhat, don't you think? I think, that's, uh, I think that is the narrative um, that is— taken hold and what's fascinating and the point I was making is that narrative has taken hold on the conservative and the liberal sides both are agreeing with that and uh, yeah you you have boiled it down to the essence is if you can't help the party then they'll turn on you and, and I don't think that has anything to do with who you are in fact uh, taken the other extreme if you can help the party it doesn't really matter um, how you did it, <laughs> whether you were telling the truth or not. Um, if you can help any party, no they'll take your help. It doesn't matter if you're 150 years old. Biden could run, you know, in so, 75 so years Musk again. Pulled, yeah. Musk pulled the ban on Twitter on him, right? And has that, that caused anything? Oh, that is he such sort a, of pooh no, it. That is such a non-story. I'll let Spike, uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Spike, but you and I will go at it about Musk at some point tonight. Nah, I got no opinion on any of this. I don't really give a rat's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, you know, here's here's the thing. It's not so much that Trump is a, a the endorser of douchebags, and I'm trying to put, the, if that's the right political jargon to use or not, Um if if the election deniers he had supported would have won their elections and put in place, he wouldn't have had to win the next election to claim victory in the next election and have people in place that would support whatever bullshit he put out like he did last time. Fair last and time even-handed a, reporting again yeah. from Spike. Thank you. Hey, yes. yeah. last yeah. time we came we came within a couple people, like the guy in, in, in Georgia, Rafflinsberger, Right. You know, the guy that didn't roll over and just give him the 11,700 votes. He asked him to find 
uh, or in Wisconsin where they wouldn't submit the slate of false electors or Michigan or Arizona or the other seven states they had picked to, to put the Electoral College Act in jeopardy to kick it back to the states controlled by Republican legislatures. I mean, they had a plan, illegal as it may have been, they had a plan. To, to take the election regardless of the to vote overthrow of the, the country yeah it's yes, funny and, how and if it's, if they had if they had gotten these folks elected those guardrails from 2020 would not have been there yeah I, I, look I love a good conspiracy uh, doom and gloom as much as the next person because it's it, it stops traffic because a traffic accident works it, well if but, you see all that as conspiracy that scares me. Oh, I don't see it as a conspiracy. I see it as a conspiracy to think well, it could have actually happened. It didn't happen. It wouldn't have happened. It didn't come that close. It it, it was it was laughable. There were so many. Uh, there were something like fifty five judges, many of them appointed by Trump, who ruled against him. And that's that to me. Instead of focusing on we came within a whisker of it all collapsing, to me, I see it as we once again proved. That uh, as close as it is, when push comes to shove, honesty and integrity and good win out. I mean, that's well, that wasn't that wasn't a foregone conclusion. I'm filling the glass half full for you, though. Can you see that, Uh, dude? I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, there's never been there's never been more one at a time, folks. Go ahead, Joe. Never never been more pushing and shoving than on January 6th. Ask those guys that trying to hold the line at the at the Capitol. I mean, that's a Never literally have we, you know, seen anything like that, I don't think, at least. Well, throughout throughout civilization and mankind and humanity, tribal warfare is normal for human beings. It's not actually an unusual thing. To see it in our country, uh, where we usually politely screw everyone over without letting them know what's going on behind the scenes, yes, that was odd. Uh, But... Yeah, this uh, is this is a buy buy a Big Mac get one for a dollar civilization we're in though that doesn't happen <laughs> you know in, in, right in, right in this right. can't happen places. here right not with yeah. the McRib on so, the horizon right. it can't happen here yeah. to right. the to the basic question because this is a, a, I'm not trying to reopen old wounds as much as put some more salve on and call it good um, he's toast. He can't, he can't, I, I mean, DeSantis will kick his ass. I don't think it's DeSantis, to be honest with you. I really don't. I, th- I think DeSantis is going to is not ready for prime time. I think the, the story he tells and spins plays well in Florida, where common sense and logic go to die, along with every old person. <laughs> along with all of us, by the way. He's yeah, on his way there. Um, Come on. No, um, no I, I don't think, I don't think Please. he's, I don't think he's got, he's got zero charisma. And that really is a tipping point for politicians these Wait days, uh, uh, is charisma. Uh, um, I agree with you on the charisma, but it's not like there's a whole bunch of charisma people out there that get anywhere in politics I'll, these days, I'll tell you, except I'll for tell Trump. You, what, what do you mean? What, 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 well, here's my point. There, there's a guy who's a household name, who doesn't take shit, who's got a ton of baggage, and loves a good buy one get one free Joe, and I think he's going to be the guy. I really right. do. Is that the Rock? Uh, no, that's that's New Jersey's own close the fucking bridge, Chris Christie. Oh, Chris Christie. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> yep, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. You think Chris Christie's you know, going to run again? That's very funny. I I, I absolutely like do. Yeah. I, I think I think no one else is is as unafraid of whatever Trump can dish out as Chris Christie. Hmm. It's going to take a Jersey guy. It really is. Well, I he's, hope he keeps his Mike jersey Pence, on. Mike Pence might run. 
Oh, Mike gosh. Pence. Oh, my God. If, if Mike Pence <laughs> runs, I will push the bullet in by hand. No, I'm kidding. That's, I'm quitting. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's a, that's a Wilkie quote that I've used so many times. No, Pence. You want to talk about no charisma? Jesus. Captain Tide Pod. I don't, and oh by the way, God. you use the word charisma. Uh-huh. Um, I, that word has been uh, sort of polluted. I, I, I think what we're looking for is leadership. A captivating liter- leadership with charisma. Charisma by itself is what dictators have, you know, as, as Joe referred to dictators. Well, Joe, Joe so brilliantly boiled it down to. It's a dictator. You think, yeah. Trump's, you think Trump has leadership? Dictation. Um, uh, but, but, but again, anyway, boy, you guys are so, uh, you are so left that it's really hard for me to even think well, of all no, of the things minute. that so, are So left. I just, not, I just told you what... what yeah. <laughs> I told I told you I thought the Republican nominee was going to be, and that's so left yeah. of me. No, no, no. I mean, really? Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not. I'm saying the commentary you have is everybody's picked a side. I feel so. I feel actually all alone in politics, in that I haven't. Picked, I don't like either side. Um, I like the values that each side professes to have, but doesn't actually do anything about. And, you know, I'd like us to be responsible with spending. I'd like to have smaller government. I'd like to have a, um, a climate that's conducive to business and corporations doing well. But I'd also like to have a balanced society where we have a wonderful social safety net and where, um, you know, individuals are helped as much as corporations are helped. And um, so each side has sort of laid claim to certain things and then what ends up happening is they spend their time and power complaining about the other side or their time out of powder, power complaining about the other side. In fact, simply complaining about the other side is all that politics is to me now. So it just drives me nuts. And that's why I said I don't really pay too much attention, but I think Zip had the best call. If I'm going to if, if I'm going to pick somebody, look at how Donald Trump got elected. Nobody in the world thought he would. He came from entertainment. He was charismatic, and he got himself into the presidency. I like what The Rock's cooking if, if he decided to do that because that's the kind of guy that could come in there and you, you need to go, yeah, you know, yeah, he was yeah. good on Saturday Night Live. I liked his wrestling. Uh, I don't care what his politics are, but he doesn't seem insane. He's pretty good looking, and uh, why not? You know, that's 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 about as much thought as most voters put into it. My mom thought Kennedy was a hunk. Sadly, Absolutely. that's true. Yes. It is. And uh, Kennedy was a hunk. By the I, way, it's, it's yeah. the anniversary today, you know. Of uh, what? The Kennedy assassination? Assassination. Yes, it is. Yeah. November 22nd. Wow. Yep. Today is the 22nd? Yeah. 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 63. Boy, do you know where you were then? Um, I was uh, sucking on my mom's left teeth because I was eight months old, nine months old. That young, <laughs> I wow. swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I so was. you don't remember um, hearing the announcement, nor you, Joe. Yeah, I was three Joe months was, old. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was in, fifth, funny, fifth, I was in fifth grade, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was in, uh, I think, first grade. That would make sense. And I was going to a Catholic school, and I remember that the nuns, Started, uh, you know, yabbering about, oh, my God, oh, no, I can't believe it. You you know, John F. Kennedy uh, was the first Catholic president. And so being in first grade in a Catholic school on the day this happens, everything stopped cold. 
sister put on the radio so we could all listen and spoke so sadly about what had just happened. It was heavy duty. Zip, were you in public school? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, um, we had this thing in, in Connecticut schools. They had ETV, which was like the precursor to uh, cable TV. You know, it was an antenna on the school, hmm. but they hardwired the, the sets into it, and they rolled one of those and flipped it on in the auditorium, and it was... Yeah, it was pretty heavy. They cut us loose early, as I recall. Wow, too, they closed school yeah. early. Huh? Yeah. Can you imagine any news story shutting down all schools today so everyone could watch it? Yeah, last week when the Taylor Swift ticket shit went down. Just about crazy. It was just crazy, wasn't it? Oh. By the way, that was my. That I was know. my I thought about you, man. Oh, we talked about it. I I joined the fan club. I I basically. I promised my son, look, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to get my granddaughter's tickets. Did you hear the stats from Ticketmaster? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kidding? Of how many people signed up to be in the Taylor Swift fan club? Was it 14 million? Uh, that's not the, that number the, that the number I remember. But you, I, I could I be 14 off. million people tried to access the, uh, the early presale. Yes, um, the they na- the nationwide presale was fourteen million people attempted, but attempted. they're also saying most a lot of that was was bots. Um, well, I thought they said three point five billion clicks tried to, and I I'm responsible for well, almost well, a billion of those because I kept hitting yeah, refresh. I was say, I know, right? Exactly. It's it's right. you know how many how many fresh clicks, but there was fourteen million different people tried to. Um, access the pre-sale code from what I've, what I've read. Okay, so here's, uh, and by the way, Ticketmaster did it. We couldn't see this. No one could see this coming. And, um, and that is just absolute bull hockey. And, uh, and I'll tell you why. In order, this was a pre-sale. This was not general public is coming. Who knows how many will come. Each pre-sale person had to register, which took a few minutes. Did any of you register? I did. I got a, the uh, thanks. Uh, we'll put you on the waiting list to get on the waiting list email. I, I never got close enough to actually get a pre-sale, but I did get a response from registering. All right. And were you getting them for yourself? Well, I, I just, uh, like Spike said, it kind of shut down our school. Um, so many of my students were in a frenzy. It's like, well, I'll I'll try to get some and, you know, just I'm sure somebody will want them if, if I don't. Um, and I know your granddaughter wants them badly. I've yeah. seen your, your subtle hints that uh, you really are looking for some. And I want to reassure you, and you should know this, Bob, as a, as a guy who's been on the radio forever, there are going to be plenty of tickets. Of course there are. They're already yeah. giving them away on the stations up here. Um, one of my... Uh, one of my students so, already won tickets on Hold on a second. Um, how could anybody have given them away? Because only Taylor Swift fan club members had a chance to buy them. And radio stations and anybody else who can help promote Taylor Swift. Uh, She's hold, got a hold, bunch hold on of a tickets that's, to sell. That, I know this is going to be laughable, but that's dishonest. It's a pre-sale <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> I basically like joining a religion, like leaving the Catholic Church and becoming a Swifty. I got this brand on my forehead. I became a fan. I registered to be a fan. And by the way, when I got through and what I got was, you know, 
be there, click on this link and uh, enter this code. And when I entered the code, it said, now you're in the queue. There's over 2,000 people ahead of you. And it's just for one show in Vegas, by the way. You had to pick a specific show. You couldn't hunt around. You couldn't. You can't go, give me some great seats anywhere on the West Coast. They won't let you do that. Right. And so when I finally, and, and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Wait. It was like 35, 40 minutes. And then it said 800 people ahead of you. Then it said 600. Then it said 400. Then it said 60. Then it said one. It said you're in. And I quickly found out why I got in. There were no tickets left. There were no tickets even oh, people were bailing. Uh, oh, okay. Even in front of the stage, there were some nosebleeds to the right and left, very few, and there were a few clumps of tickets together behind the stage. And if if I buy tickets that all I do is look at Taylor Swift's ass for the whole thing, that makes me a creep. So I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. You we talked about this. That's not bad. We talked about this. What, what is it? There's a way to do that. Remember, we talked about this. Remember when I took my daughters to see uh, Britney Spears, and we talked about the 13, 14-year-old sitting right in front of me. Yeah. And we, we actually talked about what was human nature to notice, but pervade, perverted to go back and take a double dip. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't want to... Yeah. To, to be a part of the pre-sale. Pre-sale. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. And, I know. and it to hurts. basically be diving for dumpster scraps yeah. was, I, I, mean, I literally could not believe. And, so, and I'm like, well, all right, there's nosebleeds on the left and the right. Let me go up there and buy my six tickets. And I would click on two tickets and it would go, oops, sorry, they're all gone. And that happened to me like three or four times. And what I realized is this is like diving for a home run baseball in right field. Everyone else is diving for it, and you're going to break a finger. So um, I basically looked at the you know little bit of scraps. There weren't even six together left. And I went, screw this. I'd rather buy them on the secondary market a week before the show. Because the value, I'm, you guys know I'm a capitalist. I'm not, uh, I'm socially very uh, liberal and I'm, I, I love all the values of, uh, you know, taking care of people. But I also believe that in a free market, I believe that competition and capitalism makes our life better. It's, it's why we end up with cheap prices if it's done correctly and it's a level playing field. This was not a level playing field. This... And, and by the way, you all know it because you've said it. Well, the bots have to get in there. All of the um, resellers have to get in there. Here's how silly it is. How stupid was I to believe that I was signing up, that they were signing up anyone. They were signing up the general public to be special fans before the general public could get the tickets. Yeah! <laughs> and they, and they, and they canceled that, by the way. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. And they had to cancel they, they the canceled. general public. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I think, nothing left. I think Ticketmaster should be broken up, and I think it should be, I, I think it's a death penalty. It's, it would be, you know, death of the company, <laughs> not the people. Well, well, the, the backstory story is that when Ticketmaster bought Live Nation, the two biggest you know, sharks in the pool, they had they promised the federal government that they would make sure that the customer service wouldn't be thrown to the curb 
That was one of the caveats of them being allowed to make this merger. Then that was ignored, completely yes. ignored. Oh, they, d- they didn't Swift, stay with any of the right, things they agreed to. It, yeah. it, right. And Plus, Taylor how Swift would you know? Ticketmaster and... How would I have, if they had done anything? No, I mean, no, there's like we did a better job watching the Iranians dismantle their nuclear sites than we've done with Ticketmaster, and we yes. didn't do that great of a job. On that. <laughs> well, we we care more about Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> yes, than we do right. the Iranians and their nuclear program. So, so no, this is a travesty, and and plus it takes your mind off politics, right, Joe? It's a great thing for that. Well, these are the kind of issues that are going to get somebody elected. If you can promise a Taylor Swift ticket to, you know, an, or at least an equitable chance, a that's Swift the kind of thing that's pot. going to win yes. some, some yeah, votes, yeah, yeah. you know. No. But I'll tell you a little, because I've been dealing with this ticket stuff for a while. The pre-sales uh, are a barometer. What they're traditionally used for is to see just how high demand is. They're going to sprinkle maybe 10%, 20% of the tickets out there, see how crazy people go. And I've got some firsthand experience. I bought tickets for the shins on a presale, mm-hmm. and I spent $40 for Are you going to buy tickets for your hip replacement too? Well, I don't even so, know what so, the shins so, are. I assume it's a well, band. Well, the shins? <laughs> yeah. They're, They're a band, band and okay. they threw they threw some tickets out there, and and when I went on the presale, one like you, they were towards the back, and I go, man, this must really be selling because uh, you know uh, I'm only getting towards the back. I better scoop them up, so I scoop up a pair for forty bucks. Presale goes away, the regular on sale comes on, and there's tons of tickets, but the ones that I paid forty for are now sixty, and it's because. They put out a pre-sale to see yeah. how much you know demand was in the market. Then they jacked everything for the regular sale, and then it turned out that, that it never even sold out. That kind of because uh, they just kept raising prices. That kind of capitalism, I'm all for. But that's not what happened here. <laughs> they sold all the tickets. They didn't even sell any more on Friday. They sold every freaking ticket to all the bots, mixed in with all the general public who all thought they were special. So um, they they got so greedy uh, because of the hype. And by the way, this wasn't a, oh, oh, so surprised this happened. They had a code for every single person who was getting in. This was not something, they, they knew exactly. Everybody had to register and everybody could get six tickets. They knew it was going to crash. And they just knew that that would create a feeding frenzy and have and I And by the way, Spike, did something similar happen with Bruce Springsteen when the tickets went crazy? Well, what they what they use is something called dynamic pricing, which Just like means the airlines, ticket, right? Yeah. Right, well, well, well. Imagine you had to bid with the guy next to you in line for the seat on the plane. I love that. That's yeah. how dynamic pricing works. Mm. Each of you, the ticket is available, and you can look at it. But while you've selected it, it isn't off the board yet, and someone else can keep bidding for it too. Right. They can make an offer. So it's eBay, and you too. can literally have it. You can, you can you can be looking at yes, you can be looking at your your seat. While the price goes up, while you're looking, mm. you still want it. You still want it. You, you waited 35 yeah. seconds. It's gone from 600 to 900 to 5,000 for Bruce Springsteen tickets, mm. and and that was embarrassing for Bruce. That's a black eye for a guy who's you know Mr. Working Man, Mr. Blue Collar. His fans turned on him. His his long term fans turned on him briefly. And brief, brief. Well, you know, it's they haven't left the church kind of yet, bad. though. They're they're still part of the no, Bruce. They're still religion. there. They're, they're not going to be at the show though. A lot of a lot of long timers. So, the show. so what does this all mean? Um, I, something's broken. I love capitalism, but and so I'm not sure what it is. Is it a sign of the times that unlike 
the classic rock artists who sadly are getting too old to tour and will be moving on. <laughs> is it a sign of the times that there just aren't enough big stars, that the only star is Taylor Swift, who can appeal, mass appeal to the general public, and that everybody wants Taylor Swift at once? Is she that good? That's another question. I don't even know her music. I'm Seriously, I was getting it for my grandkids. I, I might have to listen to some of it now that I'm a fan. Joe, what do you think? Well, I think she's a darn good songwriter. Um, there's no exactly. question that she's an amazingly talented person. Is I don't she think the Beatles? She's the, no, because she's only one person. I mean, and, and it'll come and go. I mean, I don't know if you remember Hannah Montana, and that now Miley Cyrus obviously has gone on to yeah. have a career. But uh, some of my best ticket speculating ever was on Hannah Montana. Um, you did. In fact, yeah, you so did. much. Yeah. I, yeah. Because where you really get into it is when your grandkids want to go, when your kids want to go, then price becomes no object. You want to be the hero. Yeah. That's what we're, we're looking at with Taylor Swift. Right. Now, there will be plenty of tickets as you get closer. Not as much as with the classic rock artists. I mean, Bruce's longtime fans are going to be rewarded with tickets because Bruce's longtime fans are old and they're going to be a few die between now and when he plays so that's going to open up for ticket yeah. availability yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah most of taylor's fans are still relatively sure. spry so but she is not, she but, so no one really knows because we don't listen to her music that much but is she when i say is she the beatles i don't mean like uh you know the four lads from liverpool i mean is she as big in the lexicon as Elvis, the Beatles, Sinatra, well, is she, she that of the modern era is the question. She did something yes. that none of those people have ever done, which I think you'll respect. Um, she made a bad record company deal, and she got out of it eventually, and then she went and re-recorded everything that she wanted to still use and have ownership of. So yes. she took her favorite record and totally re-recorded it, made it better than it was the first time, hmm. just so she could have ownership. To me, that's a pretty special person that'll that'll do something like that. And I think it was more than just a marketing tool. Yeah. I don't sit around and drive around and play Taylor Swift in my car, but we had plenty you of You are a member of her fan club, little... just like me, and we both well, got in the preset. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. Member of her fan club? No. We, had it on, we, had it, we have it on our radio station. Sure. No question. She's, and, and what I really like is she takes, kind of like Tom Petty, she takes adversity in her life and turns it into hits. She dates yes. and breaks up with people just to get new songs. Mm. I mean, she, you know, she has a, some of her I'm best thinking songs of writing a Taylor up. Swift song about this experience myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, there, there could be some good blues songs right. written about this. I got the, my grandma kids can't go see Taylor Swift blues. I mean, so, that's so a, how do but, we fix concert ticket buying? Because clearly, this, essentially, it's like the Who, at, was it the Who at Altamont where uh, people were trampled to death? I mean, I feel like I was trampled well, to no, death. The, the, the Who lost fans in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, thank you. But you yeah, know what I'm talking that was, about. That, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a virtual problem, trampling to death. If 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 I had had on some um, some Facebook uh, visors, I would have felt trampled to death. You know what I mean? They should. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, it's all about the I mean, money, and you won't like some of my yep. suggestions, and it will never happen because it is all about the money. But how about take the internet out of it? How about if you had to physically go put Bingo. yourself in a yes. line of, of a thousand people and wait it out and then get four tickets when you get up to the yes. window? I'll tell you what, I got it on I, any computer. You are so on it, Joe. It's exactly the right thing. So let's put voting on the internet and let's. 
let's go get our Taylor Swift tickets at the local voting precinct. <laughs> yeah, the let's old stand in line for two yeah. hours. <laughs> right, you go into a booth, collect your seats. Yeah. Old lady with silver hair gives you a little sticker. I bought Taylor Swift tickets today. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. But you won't, you won't know if you got tickets oh, for man. ten days, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> you, had to, you had to spend the night, the night before they went on sale, and then you go there, you get your good seats, and then you had to spend the night in line if it was a general admission show yep. to again just to, to get a decent seat. So you bring that back, and then the hardiest of the fans, or you can the always priest, hire people. So, or, in other words, what you're saying, and I want to zero in on this because it's such a good point. The pre-sale should just be fans, and they should have to jump through hoops. Only fans, not bots, would jump through. And it should be right. It should be a monitored and regulated, and just the same people who should have been making sure that Iran didn't build nuclear weapons should be watching this. Yes, there should be there should be some watchdogs, and and still there's going to be uh, speculators and scalpers that'll hire people, yeah. but it's going to be they're not going to get nearly the profit margin because there's going to be a ticket limit. You're going to have to pay somebody to stay up all night for you. Mm. And and what I've found, like as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to go see Arcade Fire. I bought them the day they went on sale. I'm sure I could buy the same seat I'm going to sit in tonight for half price right now. Uh, two hours before they take the stage. Okay. And that's the way it always is. Um, I've just about learned it never pays to buy in advance. So, you know, I'm a big Dead fan, and Dead & Company says this is their last go-around. And there, there's five $600 tickets floating around out there. I'm not going to pay that, and uh, I don't expect I'll have to. I expect uh, if so I decide I want to go. What's your last-minute strategy? Of, morning of? Okay. Yeah, morning of, uh, and, and you're you're in a good spot. You live in Vegas. You can be to the show in 20 minutes probably. That's right. That's right. As long as you are in a, in a city and as long as you are close to a venue, wait till the day of. And what they'll also do is they will release good seats. And Ian Anderson taught us this years ago. He said on our show, he said, don't ever consider a show sold out until you check last minute because the artists – they always have holds for all the Taylor Swift's uh, extended family or whatever. And she says, they're not coming. Uh, go ahead and release them for sale. All right, and release, release the ex-boyfriend tickets. We have a lot of ex-boyfriends. <laughs> None of them are coming. Right, exactly. 9,700 so, of them. Yeah. yeah. But okay. So what you got to be, and I'm pretty good at this, is be diligently checking, constantly refreshing. Anytime, and I'm, I know I've wasted a lot of hours on this, but even Vegas, when I book a hotel room uh, and I think I've got a good deal, <laughs> I check at least once a day from that time on to see if maybe it's dropped in price. Uh, right. Because uh, the more hey, you can, can, I, can check I, and refresh, yeah. the better. Spike. Can I tell, Joe, can I tell your police story, our police story? So oh, we're going yes. to go see was, the police. This is a classic the police, example. The, the police's reunion <laughs> show, right? They, they had been broken up for 10, 20 years, and they were playing together one last tour. It was uh, all three original members of the police, and Joe and I each had tickets to see them at the White River Amphitheater. And I called Joe that morning and said, Joe, there's a pair of tickets in the fifth row for like 200 bucks each. We should get those and really see this show up front. Joe was like, why would I do that? You buy one. The other one will go unsold, and I'll walk down and join you in the middle of the show. That's exactly what that motherfucker did. 
I spent 200 bucks for one seat, and Joe came down with his lawn seat, knowing that I had an uns- unsold ticket next to me, and sat at my side. But he did buy every beer all afternoon. That's he's awesome. A oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, strategy. Awesome. Funny, man. So, and I've done and that the other, the to, other, to some extent. The, yes, go ahead, Joe. The other part I'm noticing, and I don't go to nearly as many shows, but now that they're ticketless with the whole phone thing, you can go sit dang near anywhere you want. It's such a pain in the butt for the ushers and for the people. No, They'll depends. check your ticket once, no. but after that, it seems like you can just roll. No. Um, no. At least that's been my experience. Well, by, by the way, depends on how, how badly I, you're not worried about getting booted out. Yes, Spike. I found I found six tickets together, five rows from the center of the stage there. Where? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, on six one of those tickets. resellers. Well, How so much are they? Here's, here's, here's the deal, because the stage, the main stage, extends through the whole floor. I saw that, With yeah. a performance stage in the center and then yeah. another secondary stage in the front. That way they can have, like, th- six times as many front row seats for sale. That's why they do yeah. that shit. Okay, all you need is uh, thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars for six tickets. For six tickets, that's wow. Yeah, yeah, and and 20, so 20, all right, let's let's wrap this because there are other topics, and I don't want to <laughs> lose uh, Spike still talking about Taylor Swift. Um, so the bottom line <laughs> is, it's about money, and it's probably not going to change or become more fair to anybody except those who jack the prices up. And at some point, supply and demand will kick in, and we'll go, "That's too much," and some people will lose their shirts. Because they bet on these um, crazy prices, and the demand won't be as much. So, uh, and best way to buy tickets is to just pay what they're worth. After all, the hoopla goes down. Is that fair to say? Well, you're not going to find any last minute tickets for Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm warning you now. Oh, I disagree. This this, this one, I don't think so. Ooh, I think this one's going to this one's going to be in bet. demand till the. Till so the okay. the show I want to take my granddaughters to is in L. A. and it's in August. And um, yeah. yeah, they'll get bored of Taylor Swift in L. A. Right. No, or Vegas is in March, <laughs> and we'll see. And Seattle, we got Lumen Field, uh, and she's doing multiple yeah. dates in some. I, yeah. I, you will find some decent Taylor yeah. Swift tickets. Now you're not gonna get them for twenty bucks, but you you will find decent face value Taylor Swift tickets. That's my prediction. I, I'm gonna do what you did with the police. Um, granted, they're only five and eight years buy old. Buy one seat, but I'm gonna buy, buy one seat. Buy for every other seat. <laughs> By every other that's season, ask people nicely leave, not to leave, spill beer on those, my granddaughters, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no. buy, buy seats Plus, one, three, and five, and squat in two, four, and six. That's it. Okay, uh, very good. I've never known you to be a guy not to you want to use some connections, and you know a lot of people. You know if it comes down to it, you can make a phone call. Somebody's going to help you out. Because they're going to want to help out your Joe, I have no, no juice anymore. Are you kidding? You people are the most powerful people I know. I really, I don't oh, have nobody. Oh, you would be surprised, Bob. You, I don't, you put yeah. it out there, somebody would come. Because I know the radio stations are getting tickets. I mean, they're giving them away. Like, like I'm not talking just a few here and there. I'm talking couple of hourly giveaways if if yeah. you're giving away how did you know, they get those tickets, tickets did they buy out fans who were on the pre-sale well, the, all right i'm going they, around in a hamster wheel uh, stop all right stop, let stop, me, stop. i will tell you <laughs> okay, okay last thing i will say sure you want to compare to the beatles she had 10 songs in the top 10 there off her go. new record. She Every is the song. Beatles of how, the modern era. How did that happen, though? How did that yeah. happen? The songs must be good. One of these days, I'll listen to one. Well, but how did anybody hear them to know they were good? Yes, absolutely. No, they're good. The radio and Spotify. Yeah. So that's how they've got tons of tickets. Yes. They're in, the, they're in, they're in on this. And you're in radio. So 
Uh, you you will find the tickets. I, I can uh, assure you. I tell you what, this proves the election was stolen. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Harry Lake, Harry Lake. Okay, um, I'd like to recommend a television show that I was avoiding watching, and um, my son Andrew, who's visiting with us in Palm Springs, said, "Oh, you got to watch the show. It's it's good." And I was like, "I don't want to see that. No, it's too sleazy, too creepy." And he was like, no, it's really well done. C-SPAN? C-SPAN. <laughs> oh, this Sorry. is the sex lives of college students? No, but I, I, that's another, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, I saw an ad for it, and I can't believe there's even a show called that. Spike, you've oh, seen it. What's it about? Uh, the sex life of college students. It's okay, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I think it's a documentary. Yeah. All right. None of us have seen it, which is good. We don't, we, we're not that creepy. No, uh, but this is, and it's weird. It's not that creepy. I thought it would be. Uh, is it Pam and Tommy or Tommy and Pam? Oh, the uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela thing. Yes. Oh. Have you seen that show? I have. I have. I saw. I was there for the original. Bob, come on. That's our <laughs> sure, you, come on. you stole the video cassette. Yeah. No. Come so on. you. Ha- We've all seen that, right? Come on. So, like Pamela Anderson, huge sex symbol from Baywatch, and Tommy Lee. Um, you know, big, uh, angry rock star, drummer um, for, what's the name of the band again? Molly Crew. Oh, Molly, Molly Crew, of course. Yeah, yes. Molly A band yeah. I never really liked and, and never listened to, uh, but they're huge. So um, I said, Andrew, why would I watch that? And, and so he was here, he goes, just give an episode a try. Oh, my God. Well, first off, you know who stars in it. Which I should have known, and I would have watched it. Seth Rogen. He's the oh, hero. It's, it's got a phenomenal. It's got a phenomenal cast. Oh, and the and it's not. And like you think, I don't want to watch a a show about a sex tape from the seventies, or eighties, or whatever, nineties, I guess it was. Because well, first off, the resolution is so much better on today's sex tape. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that grainy old vintage porn. No, um, I, I just didn't, you know, I thought, oh, that's sleaze. I don't want. But the story is a story of today. The story is a story of people with no hope being exposed to absolutely egomaniacal sociopaths who get to do whatever they want because they have money. And I'm talking about Tommy Lee. And Pamela Anderson, to some extent, they were filthy, bloody rich. Do you know the basic of the basics of this story? No, only well, from uh, what I vaguely recall from when it was happening. Not, not a, a lot. So, you know, remember there was a sex tape. Even Jay Leno joked about the sex tape. Yeah, and that, and Pam that's how was from. Sure. She was, she was from like Vancouver area. She was kind of a country girl, yes. as I recall, and. Uh, and was pretty young, and and basically her looks was what she had going for. Her. But I don't remember a lot of a lot of a okay. lot of it past that. And it's me too, by the way. Until I started watching this, and it's a documentary, kind of like Mad Men, that takes you back in time, and kind of like that show that was about Times Square uh, that talked about uh, you know the beginning of the porn industry. I forget what that one was. Mm. Um, but what it is is. She's this hot thing. He's this rock star selling like 40 million albums, living in a beautiful, monstrous mansion. 
and they're remodeling the mansion. And this is a story about how shitty they treated their contractors who were working in the house. One of whom, the star of the show, is Seth Rogen. And so what happens is, uh, and I'm not going to give too much away, but it's, it's all this is the first episode. Um, what happens is that Tommy Lee keeps coming in and telling Seth Rogen, who's this brilliant Finnish carpenter, he keeps coming in and saying, yeah, what would happen if we moved? And, and Tommy Lee has just finished, you know, the finishing job on this excellent bed that he's building. And, um, and, and, and he, and he come, uh, Seth Rogen had finished. And, and Tommy Lee comes in and goes, I want to move the bed over there six feet. And you can see Seth, who has just polished the wood. <laughs> you know, it's like he's built a boat. And he's like, well, that would cost a lot. And Tommy Lee would look at him and go, money is no object. And do I look like I can't afford it? And Seth would be like all intimidated. No, we can move the bed. And then he'd have to like rip out the nails and, and destroy his work and move it. And then the next day, Tommy Lee would come in and go, we're trashing that. I want a waterbed. And, 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 and Seth Rogen's character would go, but this won't support a waterbed. And he would like start talking about engineering and, and designing it so that it would. And he would go, money is no object. And, and Mino is money is no object. Like Rhino is Republicans of name only. You know, that, the acronym <laughs> yep, kind of yep, thing. Yep. And, and Andrew's here, by the way, who, uh, who, who turned this on to the show. So what happens is Seth Rogen gets uh, fired. And I'm, oh, during all of this, they're, they're not getting paid. So Seth goes in and goes like, hey, um, I'm going to need some money uh, before I can buy. Because he's buying, they're both buying the supplies, him and his partner. And Tommy Lee just is this total full of himself. By the way, I think Tommy Lee has denied this stuff. <laughs> he says it's all <laughs> creative license, you know. Uh, sure. But, but anyway, I, and I don't want to tell you what happens. But someone breaks they in. Have and sex and somebody tapes it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I, that part you know, but I mean, how it happens, and 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 I, again, we've only watched the first episode, and already it's like, oh, this is top shelf, not top shelf porn, just mm. top shelf. <laughs> Andrew, just say hi to the guys for a second. Andrew's Andrew came in. He and Lisa were oh, having dinner. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, you're talking about hey. the. Pam and Tommy tape, and he's talking about the wrong type of wood. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I can't hear anything. Hello, you got the headphones. Good. You can hear a little bit. Yeah, say hi. Hey, how's it going? Good, 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 good quality good time you, out here with the family, and uh, we're all proud there of Dad. He's, he's hanging in there. He's doing great. Mentally, <laughs> he's been gone for 10 years, but uh, physically, sure. he's good. All right. Great to see you, Andrew. Thanks for the great recommendation on the TV show. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's the tip, uh, the pick to click this week, the show you probably didn't watch because it sounded too you know, like creepy and such, uh, but it's, it's really good. What, uh, what network or, or streaming service or where do you find it? That's a great question. Which streaming service is it on? Hulu. Okay, great. That's a Hulu, yeah. That's, by and the that way... show about porn... Yeah. Well, that's one of the biggest problems these days, is you hear these recommendations for shows, and then you got to find out which one it's on. Very difficult. Yeah, it's on Bazinga Plus. you got to really... you got to be Bazinga Plus, yeah. That. Or Freevee, yeah. or some of those other ones. Freebie, anyway. Uh, so, so you said it was based loosely on fact? Or, um, I've, uh, so when I watch these things, first off, I know they're very well-researched. 
And yes, of course, they take creative license. They combine characters okay. or they exaggerate the important characters. But I, I think it's closer to factual history than our actual news channels are. But it's all drama. It's not documentary. It's, uh, you are talking about our news channels now? Yes, it's all drama. Well, both. Yeah, but I mean, it's actors. It's, it's it, but oh. they use their names, Tommy and Pam. It's oh yeah, the, they're playing them. It's oh, not like they're. Incidentally, in the first their... episode, uh, the guy who does Jay Leno is a Seattle comic. Is that right? Adam Ray. Adam Ray, who I'm sure we had on our show. Hmm. Well, you would remember Joe He's... if we did, probably. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. I remember most of them. Right. There was a guy we had on our show many times that has, uh, you want to talk about the pick to click, the hottest uh, TV show of the holidays, pretty much, it looks like it's going to be. Mm. And he was on our show a lot because he was our intern. And uh, a guy named John Leonard, I don't know if you re remember John. Yeah, the Harrier uh, Jet guy. Was, yeah, that's on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, Harrier Jet. Yep. Pepsi, yep. where's my jet? It's number, I think, number three or four on Netflix. And it's only been out for five days. And uh, wow. that one is definitely, uh, excuse the jet pun, but it's taken off. It's really, uh, it's doing very well. And uh, people are saying and it's you, never, you won't believe who's in it. Who's yeah. in it? Yeah, and I'm in it, in it. So, of course, I like that part. So, are you in it, Joe? Um, I'm in yeah, it for about 30 seconds. You, you, you Joe, were that's right, huge. Bob. Uh, yeah, it's I introduced it actually, so it is kind of I'm I'm in it the first thirty seconds. I'm the guy who sets it up uh, and, and basically introduces the story, and then I'm never to be seen again. I've only seen the first two episodes, so I may pop up again. But uh, you, they uh, filmed me for a couple alert. hours. <laughs> spoiler alert! Oh, am I in it again? I watched, I watched them all. Looking okay. for you, buddy. You're not okay. <laughs> I love I you, man. So. I watched. So, I sat through four episodes of that show. So, um, how how many episodes are there? Four. four. There's only okay. four. It's a mini series. It's a, it, it's a mini series, but they're giving it. I mean, they put a jet at the corner of Hollywood and Vine all this weekend. The uh, Pepsi Where's My Jet experience. Yeah. You could have taken your granddaughter down there to set in a fighter jet. Right. Uh, they they are pulling and, out all the stops on this. And one. that kid who said Pepsi owed him a jet was on our show. It feels like a dozen times at least. Well, he was our intern. He was on our show for almost a year. He was the was uh, he an he, intern he for a whole for year? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Boy, did he! Yeah, he was. <laughs> that makes me, it, it made me feel like he was a guest talking about that, but he was really just he was one of our unpaid workers, and we must have given him a lot of airtime then. Well, this was a couple years after he worked for us. Then he came up with this idea, and he came back and was on our show to talk about this. That's what I mean. I, but, I feel uh, like we yeah, interviewed yeah, him yeah. Uh, way more than he deserved, and now he's getting this special. <laughs> Do you think, oh, yeah. Now it's... <laughs> Do you think he got paid... Uh, I know he got paid something by Pepsi, uh, but do you think he got paid a lot for this Netflix special? He didn't get paid by Pepsi. He uh, got. They offered him seven hundred fifty grand, and he turned it down. Um, but he is getting a pretty good amount on the special. At least he said enough to, he's got kids and, uh, enough to put his kids through college and stuff. So he's, he's, he's making, he's making a little bit of bank. Uh, he came in, I interviewed him and I thought it would be part of the show, but it wound up on the cutting room floor. And I asked him, you know, all these questions about 
how much did you turn down? And he wouldn't tell me how much he's getting paid on this. But let me put it this way. Part of it's filmed in Antarctica. I mean, they went all over the world to film this thing. Uh, they've really spared no expense. So he's making out pretty good on it now. And I told him, I said, you know, John, if you'd given either one of us 750 grand cash in the mid 90s it probably wouldn't have worked out so well um because you know we we were young people who liked to have fun john went on after he did this whole harrier jet thing you know he was always a mountain climber even when he was working for us and a guide he went on to work for the park service and rose up through the ranks to where he's a bureaucrat in washington dc he's one of the top guys for the park service he's a gs-15 which is the highest rank of a government worker you can be he's got a nice family he's got a nice life if he had gotten paid off on the pepsi thing it would have gone none off, of that yeah. would have probably ever happened so it would be uh, just another found in a hotel room yeah. with john john that was so and john leonard found dead <laughs> that's right it's better yeah. than what i had so, all right so it's uh, pretty man. big if you want to want to see something it's kind of cool let's, it's fun. let's wrap this up with a thanksgiving message of what you're most thankful for this year and then i'll give you the funniest headline of the day uh, first, the uh, what are you most thankful for this year section of the show. And I'm going to start with Zip. Uh, just remaining upright, actually, for me, oh medically. My God. Oh, <laughs> Set the bar serious, low, buddy. and you can remain upright. Right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, in I, a good I, way. I, I, good I, don't know, I know how close this was. I know how close this was to not being... <laughs> You know, true, man. Yeah. yeah, you stole mine. Oh, good health. That was supposed to be mine. Well, answer. no, well, and I refer to you too. Good health, man. Yeah, thank you. you. Know. Uh, Joe, uh, your biggest thing to be thankful for this year? Well, I'm, I'm just thankful for, for people. I'm thankful for my lifelong uh, friendships and relationships. And I count you and Spike at, at the top of that list. And the new relationships and friendships that I keep continuing to make as I go and that I get to come to a job every day that I love and uh, mentor, you know, 100, 150 students. And uh, just just being surrounded by good people is what I, I'm really most thankful for and the fact that I'm still healthy enough to enjoy it. And I want to mm -hmm. rededicate myself a little, as I always do, to try to stay that way and uh, uh, just uh, – you know, I, I live a really, I've had such a charmed life and such a blessed life. I, I got nothing to complain about. And uh, just the fact that it continues. And uh, I've had a, a wife that, you know, uh, ever since uh, she was uh, barely old enough to drink that's put up with me and we're still together. And a wonderful daughter that I went to her choir concert uh this she, weekend, she was old enough to be a old. sophomore in high school. I will, I will point that. Yeah, out. Yeah, and, and she's old enough to drink. My daughter, and she's doing <laughs> great. So I'm just, I'm just happy to, uh, right. happy to have so many good people in my life, and uh, and uh, it's, it, it, I, and I, and I really notice when I get to do this with you guys that too much time passes when yeah. I uh, spent some time with you, Bob, and. In uh, Vegas, it's just so special. And Spike, uh, I I I want to spend more time with you. And uh, I will say, my my wife is is mad as hell though because uh, we play a fantasy football league. Spike totally ignores the thing. He never does anything. He doesn't even make roster moves. And somehow you managed to beat her this week, <laughs> even though she had one of her best weeks ever. He also so got great Taylor Swift tickets right too. He's, he's a boss. I, 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 I didn't even know I still had that team. Yeah. 
All right. You do. You've had it for a few years. So it's just I haven't touched it in three years. No, I noticed that. Yeah. Maybe that's a good reason to know. Oh, if you don't even buddy. know it exists, that, oh, buddy. that might explain something. Well, you keep beating and if Donald people Trump and you make Trump had them followed mad. that plan. Right. Yes. Uh, Spike, uh, uh, your big uh, thing. I know what yours is. I mean, you've got, uh, you've yeah, got your fact, dream radio job. This, yeah, man. Now, the fact that this isn't infected. This, 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 my penis has been scaring me for about three weeks now. And the fact that it's not infected. <laughs> good. I, That's good. I can't tell you, Bob, how happy I am. The doctors, it's a modern miracle. No, um, you know, I was. It's easy for me to say that I get to do what I love again, and I never thought I'd ever get a chance to do that. But it, it's more important to me that I've got uh, a wife and two daughters, who I'm able to to be there for, you know, because of it's and the job is great and all that, but the fact that I can literally be there for my family, and 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 take care of my family, and I've got two daughters, one who's who's in a great relationship with a guy, and one who's trying to figure out who she is. Oh, who, wait a oh, minute. Excuse me. Did, who who they are? Um, uh, so, um, previously you have not been. A, I I don't want to. I, well, I appreciate that. I don't want to say anything out of order, but there's a good guy in 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 the mix now. Yeah, there's a, there's a really decent guy in my older daughter's life, oh. and he's a he's a nice kid. Um, and I'd say I, they went to high school together, but he was a senior and she was a freshman. And he had no idea who she was. Mm-hmm. In high school, which is good. That says a lot about him. He wasn't hitting on freshmen as a senior in high school. That tells you right there, <laughs> you're dealing with a solid citizen. Um, but they, I'm, I'm not sure how they found each other, but they, they really are very much in love, I think. And oh. she's happy, and he treats her decent. And I, I can't be, you know, we, we hadn't always been the case. They say the girls try to pick their father, and, boy, I must have been a douchebag, but the women my, my older daughter kept picking, or the men my older daughter kept picking. Ah, that's but my good little news. one, yeah. my little my little one is is the one that's got my heart so. Yeah, full Darby of, is is, that... is she's brilliant. Uh, I can just tell thanks, she's man. brilliant. Just there's something about her. Uh, all right, well, well that's know, good. And, and, and I, I, give me give me two seconds. Sure. I, I'm sorry to belabor the point, but given this last weekend's horrific events of Colorado Springs, mm. I've got a daughter who's trying. I've excuse me, I'm I'm pra- I'm, lear- I'm learning. I've got a child who's trying to figure out who they are in this world and who they want to be and how they want to interact and present themselves to the world. So when I can be there for them and know, and they'll know that they are loved and supported no matter what decisions they make, that's what I'm thankful for. Very nice. Hmm. Yeah. I can unfollow that. I'm just grateful not to be dead. How's it? <laughs> no, you, I got six Taylor Swift tickets. It's <laughs> the greatest day of my life. I love you all. Like Andrew, seriously, I, I, like I was Andrew's driving. I had to go to Guitar Center to get a cord to do this podcast today, and I'm driving through Rancho Mirage, and I'm driving by, and it goes, and I see signs that say crematorium, and I'm like, were there always signs on these strip mall roads for crematoriums, or do I just notice them now that I don't need the crematorium? I'm very glad uh, for that. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Andrew say a quick thank you too, even though he can't really hear in the headphones because you know I know he's sitting there with something he's thankful for. Hello. Being in the will? Yeah, well, not yet. <laughs> That'll come afterwards. Well, no, I just want to tell the quick story. Um, you know, we were... Oh, you got a phone call coming in? Yeah, I'll just... All right. All right. All right. It's Keith wanting to say what he's thankful um, for. That's really sweet. Thankful for a uh, snooze button <laughs> on the... Uh, anyway, we were getting ready to take our... It's a five-hour drive from uh, Las Vegas to... 
Palm Springs. We were loading the car. You know, mom was putting 17 snack bags together because you have to eat two hours. That way you didn't have to stop for McDonald's, even though you did anyway. And, um, you know, it's a tight fit in that garage. It's not quite Jay Leno's uh, 100-car garage. So she, co- you know, the, the uh, trunk is up, and mom comes in to hit the button to open the garage door, and then it gets caught on your car. And it pops off a piece of your spoiler. Uh, oh, the spoiler! The spoiler got knocked off the car. Yeah, I don't care about that. No, of course. But that's what I'm thankful for. Is that I call mom and I go, "Oh, it got caught and it broke the car," and she <laughs> starts crying a little bit. And then you come in and there was no 911 call. There was no, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's a that's a family. My baby. A oh Why yeah. Why did you do to my baby? Yeah, it's just a personal thing. It's um, just an easy. I'll glue it back on. Yeah. yeah, that's that's no problem. Duct tape, man. Duct tape fixes for, everything. Yeah, duct tape's probably not going on my car though. I do like this car. But I've never taken good care of a car before, but now it's shiny and polished and looks good. Plus, that's my friend Elon Musk. We're best buds. Yeah, I yeah. think he's doing oh, a fantastic right, job right, at Twitter, go. by yes. the way. He's really doing it. Oh, he has got all your attention, and um, Twitter's going to yeah, be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, that's it. Um, I, I, I'll leave you with the funniest headline I saw on the news today. Comedian interrupts Herschel Walker's campaign event to hand him condoms. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know this Please guy? Please tell me it was Craig Gass. Please tell me it was Craig Gass. Jason Selvig no. was his name. He said on Twitter that he bought protection to Walker's campaign. <laughs> Following <laughs> allegations that the Senate candidate fathered undisclosed children and kept paying for abortions. He had an abortion punch card, actually, a frequent abortion guy. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. All right. Cheers, everybody. Uh, we will play the song that goes with Thanksgiving, uh, a song sung by Richard Simmons on our more twisted Christmas album. Put on your seatbelts, everybody. Put on your food belts. Oh, no, it's not that time of year again. No, it can't be. It can't be. Tell me, pinch me. Tell me it's not here. It's the most fattening time of the year with that pumpkin pie filling and everyone swilling down eggnog and beer it's the most fattening time of the year it's the lip smacking a season of all while you're shopping you're cheating impulsively that junk at the mall It's the hev- heaviest season of all There'll be turkeys for basting And stuffing for tasting And giblets and gravy will flow There'll be cookies that mom baked And a leftover fruitcake from a Christmas A long time ago It's the scale-flattening time of the While your diet you're blowing, there's calories going straight down to your rear. It's a scale-flattening time of the year. 
set of fountains. It's like one big bar mitzvah. But listen, you don't have to do that. You could have small portions and make ribbons instead of fudge. You can do it. Please try. It's too cold to go jogging, too brisk for tobogganing, so pass me a hot buttered roll. Don't you dare touch that roll, I'm watching! It's the most fattening time of the year. All those gingerbread shingles and chocolate Kris Kringles will tremble in fear. It's the most fattening time. It's a belt loosening time. It's the most fattening time.